How do successful people get to where they are? What is the secret ingredient they possess that allows them to be great and love what they do? It's Seven Figures. I'm Sandy Waters. Thank you for checking out our weekly podcast. Every Friday, we give you a new perspective on personal finance. Now, I don't think it's high enough on our priority list of things to focus on. For some, sure it is. But for a good majority, when you think about personal finance, sometimes it just brings on stress, stress that you don't really feel like dealing with because you have way too many other things to worry about. Hopefully this podcast will inspire you at least to set goals. What is it that you want? What are you working towards? You can get there. Every week we do uh, the Spazano and Sadie at work coffee break. So we visit people at work, bring them breakfast. And I always try to talk to the owner of the company and pick their brain. What is it that inspired them to take that leap of faith and start their business? What motivates them day in and day out? What is it that they possess that allows them to be so successful? And they all say pretty much the same thing. Today, we cash in with Deanna Natty Cahill, the owner, founder of The Brow Diva on Monroe Avenue. Thanks, Deanna, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Sandy. I think this is so fun. Brow sculpting was a passion that you turned into a business. How did that all happen? So, um, you know, when I look back and think of... uh, um, where I started and where I am now, it's it's to me, I'm I'm astounded by the progress that I've made, because when I started just solely focusing on eyebrows, I marketed myself within the salon that I worked at and I was one by one. I just built my clientele one by one. Then it, it took me two years to um, build a full clientele where I was seeing uh, a client every 15 minutes and I worked um, four days a week. So I would see about 32 to 36 people a day. Um, and I was always I was always booked. And, and that was working for another salon? That was working for another salon. And your job there was just brow sculpting? Just brow sculpting. Okay, okay. Yes. And my intention when I started working at a salon was to build a clientele and then open my own business one day. Oh, and so, okay. so that was my intention. So, so this- setting my intention, this is, this is huge, like you said, my, your intention. But prior to doing that, I was in business with my sister and we, it was a makeup business and we um, just cleaned up the brows um, as part of the makeup lesson or makeup application. It was time for me to do my own thing. I was just ready. I was in my late 30s and my children were at a great age and um, it was time for me to just take that leap of faith, um, do something because I was I, I wanted to be my own boss. Too. Now that right there, leap of faith, that is a bold step, especially when you have a family. Yeah. Right. I yeah, think we all entertain that idea when we got really frustrated at work. I mean, I have where I'm like, that's it. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, um, I'm not sure if I could afford to pay for these children. So maybe I'll just stick it out. Well, and that's the thing is that, that we allow those negative critical thoughts and I call it the monkey mind. We allow them to control us when, in fact, if we have we believe in ourselves and we have faith in ourselves, then we can just, we can just like look at those thoughts as though they're clouds passing by in the sky. Um, and um, you just really, you have to be your own self-advocate and you um, allow, we're all, we all have fears. We're all human. We get the fears come up. We allow them to stop us. Mm-hmm. My husband's so great at, 
he um, thinks of all the blocks that might happen um, even before they happen. So I that that way of thinking will limit, you'll allow it to limit yourself. So what yeah. I didn't do, what was so cool is when I told my husband that after working six years at the salon, I said, you know, now I'm ready. I'm ready to open up my own salon. Um, I had a, I had a client that who was a successful entrepreneur herself. And so she was giving me some advice and also being my cheerleader and encouraging me. And when I came home and I'll never forget it because Kevin was standing in the kitchen and I said to him, I said, honey, I'm ready. I'm ready to open my own business. And he said, he stood there and he's like, no, <laughs> you are so comfortable. You can come and go when you please, you know, and, and you, you, you don't have any responsibilities. No. And yeah. so I, um, I just smiled tenderly at him and I um, didn't say anything. And I said to myself, I said, well, I'm still going to open my own business. I don't care what he says, because I know those were his fears. And yes, yeah. I had my own fears. And I did not allow them to stop me from doing what I believed in. And when I believed in what I was doing. So I believed that I was going to be a success. I believed that this, I was truly being guided to do this. And that, you know, I, I believe that. I believe in, you know, I, I believe in a higher power that if we allow ourselves to be guided and we follow that guidance, then it, life is amazing. It really okay. is. For the people who feel like they're in a rut, not feeling completely satisfied at work, thinking, gosh, maybe there is something else. What advice would you give them? First and foremost, is it stay at the job, keep bringing in that stable income, and at the same time, start working on those other ideas like selling things on Etsy or something? Certainly, because we have to um, be financially independent. And um, two things is that... I love that word. I use that word a lot. Financial independence. independence. Yeah. Yeah. And so the three things that we really can't do without is food, shelter, and clothing and water. Um, And so we need to be able to provide that for ourselves. So if staying in the job um, that you're currently in provides that and um, you're, you know, you're certainly not going to just put something on Etsy and start making money right away. You have to build it. Um, I love to, like in my story, to the three, three little pigs, the three little pigs story is, you know, it's the, the, the little pig that built the house out of straw, the little pig that built his house out of wood. And then the pig that built his house out of bricks and he built his foundation one brick at a time. And that's what I did. I did it one client at a time. And I, um, and then my, the way my business grew was client referrals and to, 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 that is the highest compliment ever is that when you're the client that you just did goes out and tells all of her best friends and her sisters and her mother, and then people just started coming. So I built the foundation of my business one brick at a time and that built a solid foundation. And that takes time. And that takes time. It actually took me... It was eight years before I felt like I had become an overnight success. And I remember the moment because I was standing in my studio as it is now on Monroe Avenue. And I had just completely trained my second sculptor. Um, She was ready to take new clients. So I had three sculpting rooms at the time. And there was me, sculptor number one and sculptor number two. And at the moment that we all had a client at the same time, I really, I literally did a little victory dance in, in my in my reception room, there was no one in there except for my receptionist. 
And I, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the moment. This is the moment that I feel like I am an overnight success. But that took eight years. Eight years. Eight years. And how many times during those eight years did you want to pull the shoot and be like, oh, I don't know if this is going the way I want it to. Never. Or did you, you kept believing nope. in yourself? Yeah, and I you, never did. Okay. I never Focus. had any doubts. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is this, like, you know, when you, like, you have to really think about that your thoughts are things, your thoughts are things. So um, if you're thinking scarcity, not enough, um, lack of, that's what you're going to attract. It's the okay. law of attraction. And my mm -hmm. whole, that says my whole business was built on the law of attraction. I said, I want this. This is what I want. And I just, surrendered it and had faith and it came to me you just put it out there to universe mm -hmm. and you allow that seed thought to germinate and you be aware of the signs that are coming to you so I'll never forget I was driving down Monroe Avenue two years after I had said this to my husband and I um, I never went to Pittsburgh but for some reason I was there and I looked to the left and um, there was a new uh, th there was a new new buildings going up and it was right before Springhouse, um, right in front of, beside Springhouse. And I saw the big sign and it said, four lease, call Buckingham Properties, blah, 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 the number. So I memorized the number and I was, my first thought was like, that's probably too expensive and I won't be able to afford it. But you know what? I'm going to call anyway. So I listened, I did listen to that thought, but I did, I ignored it. You know, I didn't let it control me. And um, I called and um, Rick met with me. And the first thing he did when he got out of the car, he's like, oh, you know what? I've already signed a lease. Um, someone's already signed a lease to do facials and waxing and permanent makeup. So I don't really think she's going to be open to you coming into this plaza. And I said, well, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, he said, but I'll call her and I'll talk to her. And I'm like, okay. So we, he showed me the space and I just was, I loved it. We talked about the price and everything. And then a couple of days later he called and he said, you know what? She's not. She's not willing to let you move into the plaza either. And I said, you know what? I don't blame her because if that was me, I wouldn't want someone like her right. moving in either. Right. So I get it. And so then I just the next thought was like, all right, if it's not this, then there's something better out there. Just having faith and believing. And it was uh, two months later, I got a message. Rick called and said, if I want to know if you're still interested in, in the space, because the person that signed the lease, she won't answer any of my phone calls. It's like she fell off the face of the earth and she won't return my phone calls. So do you want to, you know, revisit this oh, wow. and meet again? And I said, yes, absolutely. I want to get into now the practical side of owning a business because that just sounds overwhelming. And I think mm -hmm. that's what holds people back. Mm -hmm. They don't know how much money they need up front and how to even navigate that system. It's really about taking one step at a time. Um, and I, the advice that I have in, in, in starting your own business would be that use your own money. Use your own money because the value that you put on that money is much higher because that's money that you made. Or what I did when I opened up Brow Diva, I borrowed from our home equity loan. Okay. So it was, I did not have to come up with a business plan. I didn't have to, um, I'm a creative person. So doing the business plan and everything like that is just like, it's not my forte. So, um, um, we borrowed, um, we, I started my business by borrowing about $15,000 from our home equity loan. And I knew that, you know, I already had a clientele. I already had a business because I worked six years on, okay. on starting yeah. this business. So I knew that a lot of my clients would come to my new location okay. because I had built up that relationship with them. Um, so I knew, I knew in my heart and that I would be able to pay the loan back. 
and that I would still and but the set intentions, set intentions, write things down, write down what you want and look at it. Um, but I knew the other intention was that I wanted to make the same amount of money. I want to bring home the same amount of money when I opened up my business as I was when I was working in the salon. And that was it. The same amount or more. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I paid back. I was never in the red. And it, like, I, I, actually, I paid back the loan within a year. Wow. Yeah. So that was. Um, okay. That was amazing. Now, see, that's great advice. Because when you think of owning a business, whatever it may be, whatever your ideas are to make them come to fruition, sometimes you have a bigger dollar amount in your mind. Yeah. Or you don't know. Or you. I was thinking business plan. How do you get investors? How do I, I yeah. go sell people now and ask them for money? So that's great advice. Yeah. And, you know, and I talked to, I had a client in yesterday and we were, and this was so, this is so, the timing of it was perfect because um, I had told my children that I would pay for either college education or um, a wedding. And I said, well, I'm going to pay for your college education. You can. Oh, wait a minute. That's good advice right there. That's a good thought. <laughs> every, every parent's ears perked up. Wait, that's a really good idea. Okay. And so this client that I had is my daughter's age. She's like 28 years old. And she said, because again, you put so much value on the money that you're spending on you, what you're investing in yourself. And she said, you know, my parents paid for the first two years of college. And you know what? I really didn't try as hard. I paid for the second two years and I tried a lot harder. I got better grades because she was paying for it herself. Mm. So I feel like when, if you borrow money from somebody else or you get a guaranteed loan or whatever, there's just, there's, there's not that ownership. There's not that like, I would never, you know, I would, I'm, I, I've, one of my fears is, is a fear of failure. And so that's like, I will do everything in my power not to fail. Um, there's little things that I have failed at, but um, but I think that by me investing and having the help of my husband, um, it was our house, it's our home equity loan. And that's mm-hmm. what I mean, he's my silent partner. partner. And once he saw that I was, there was nothing that he could say that would prevent me from opening my own business, he went along with it. And those we, two years that you were waiting to find that right spot, you know, he was praying a lot those two years. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I know. She's going to change her mind. She's not. I know, no. And so, um, so um, he, you know, then he, he just needed to see it, to believe it. And once he saw that, um, that I was right, that, um, he believed it. The research is there that we are in more credit card debt. We mm. are taking out loans left and right. We are living a mentality of I need, I want it, I need it, so I buy it, right? right. Um, but I think we lose sight in the hard work aspect oh, and yeah. the focus and the diligence because for some people, you know, I, I tell them you could you could retire at you know even before quote unquote retirement age if you want. And they look at me like, yeah, right. No, that's not. I'm so buried in debt. There's no way possible. I'll be working for the rest of my life. And I go, well, you just gave up. It's all it takes is a little bit of focus and hard work. And I guess a good support system as well. Yes. And um, I have a very, very simple business model also. I always want to have more money coming in than going out. That's my simple business model. Which is how we all should live actually with our finances. Yep. I mean, that's just basic. More money coming in than going out. And the other thing is, is that like, you know, our parents in my generation, our parents brought us up 
that we had to pay for everything. Like I started babysitting when I was uh, 11 years old and I babysat on a regular basis. And I got my first job when I was 16. I started working at Sears. And um, instead of going for a sport, which I was asked to go for a sport my senior year in high school, I chose to get another part-time job in order to be able to afford the car that I just bought and pay for the insurance and the gas. So there I am, you know, at 16, 17 years old and I'm, I, and I'm buying my own clothes because my parents couldn't afford that. We had five kids and you know, they were living week to week. So whatever I wanted to, whatever I wanted, um, I had to buy. If I needed something, they were there for me. But, Mm um, I've always, the other thing is that, and I tell, and I tell this to my staff all the time too, is, is I think that um, I've, I never want to feel like I'm complacent because I think that complacent means that you're just, you know, you're just like um, just, just comfortable. And yeah. I think that in order to grow. Comfortable be dangerous. In order, yeah, yeah. absolutely. In, in order to grow, you have to step out of your comfort zone yeah. and feel that fear and know that fear also. I read a book a long time ago. I, I read a lot of self-help books, but fear is false evidence appearing real. So when you have that feeling of fear come up, just know that it's not real. It's not real. And don't own it. And just like let it just go by like a cloud passing in the sky. And um, believe in yourself. It's nice to know, and that's what the point of this is, it's nice to know your real story, how you grew up, very simple. Mm -hmm. And how it was just hard work. Mm-hmm. And Kevin that and I pushed you to a level where now you're comfortable and you are striving for that financial independence. Yes. Yeah. And Kevin and I, when we had, when we have two children, we never went out to dinner. You know, our big, my, my big day out with my kids was taking them to McDonald's and I would just get a small fry. I wouldn't even get lunch. I mm-hmm. would just get them their little happy meals. And that was our, that was a really special treat. We never, ever, ever went out to dinner and um, only on special occasions, birthday or anniversary or We'd hire a babysitter if we were invited to a wedding, um, but um, we would entertain friends at home, friends with yeah. children at home, and we never, we never went out like the our our children. We spoiled them. We you know took them out to nice restaurants, and now they're continuing that. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're 25 years old and you're going out to eat several times a week and eating in really nice restaurants. You know what's wrong with yeah. us? A part of it is we look at our kids like jealous. Yeah. Like I am very <laughs> envious of you because that Christmas would not be the Christmas I got when I was a kid. But, but you're right. So work, you know, it's not even about working hard. I think it's about working wisely. Yeah. And you just really be careful with your word choices because working in a wise way, working wisely it's not hard work, man. I love what I do. I love going into work every day. I love, I don't even call it work. I love what I do and it really, really energizes me and it, you know, it, it feeds my soul. I love the connection. Really, really feels good on all levels. My mental, my emotional, my spiritual, my physical. It just really feels nice. And so do what makes you feel good. Yeah, I was reading articles about finance and this one financial advisor says that he tells his clients, what do you want to do when you retire? If you were to pick a hobby, what would that be? You're not working. You don't have to work. You're okay. What would that be? Take that and start on it today. Start working on whatever that project is, whatever that hobby is, and it could flourish into a business. Yeah. A profitable business. Yes.
Let's get to our return on investment because you did dedicate your time to this podcast. So we're going to give you your ROI. What is that umbrella theme? It's uh, It just brings tears to my eyes when I think of this. And I really didn't realize this until just recently. Believe in yourself. Believe in your ideas. Believe in your essence. Believe in yourself. Do what you love and the money will follow. Deanna Nettie Cahill, owner, founder of Brow Diva. Thank you. Next week, we talk about your 401k. I know, pretty sexy. But if you think about it like free money, that could be a turn on, right? Is contributing to your company's 401k worth it? What risk is involved? Is it for everyone? We'll talk about it next week as we cash in with our expert from Vanguard on Seven Figures. 